Hello, it's Paul Myers, and yeah, it's just me, Paul Myers, and this is Drunk Art Chat. and Cam, your beloved regular hosts, asked me if I could post this rough draft of a podcast I made a few weeks ago for a sort of April Fool's Day joke, and also deliberately. And so yeah, I'm going to show it to you guys. Thanks. What's up everybody? This is Paul Myers, and this is my podcast about my trials and tribulations trying to figure out how to start making video games. So, I haven't been doing it for very long, but I'm having a lot of fun with my pseudo-first project called Bolero Fantasy Tactics. I've got a development blog up on TIGSource, and I've updated it a few times, but I really want to get into the nitty-gritty of my motivation behind it, and why I want to make video games in the first place, and also the entire development process behind it in this podcast form. So now how you like when you're a kid and you say like when I grow up I want to be a firefighter or like I want to be an astronaut or like an archaeologist and find dinosaur bones I know some people actually go and do those things but when I was growing up I my thing was like I want to make video games and it always felt like it was like a goal that would never be within my reach you know I never had anybody giving me a ton of support going down that rabbit hole so up until very recently I've had this like trepidation in actually telling someone that I want to make video games and it's even it's something that I had trouble telling myself too like I know it's not something you can make a ton of money doing and it's really hard to do it it's long hours and the only reason that you would do it is if you were super super committed to you know just like making something that you love and that was like the only thing you wanted to do And I've come to the point in my life where I'm like, yes, all of these things are true about me. It is what I want to do. I have no more qualms about telling people I want to be a game developer. So I've spent years of my life getting a computer science degree, you know, and even throughout all those years getting that degree, it was like not even a definite thing that I wanted to be a game developer or not something that I would present outwardly. But now this is it. I guess at this point I can talk about how I started working with like code and just being a tech person in general. So growing up, I never saw myself as someone that was gonna learn to be like a programmer or an engineer or anything like that. Like I didn't actually know what I wanted to do when I grew up. But I would say after I got out of high school and just like a few years of not doing anything, I decided, you know, what am I good at? I'm fine at math. I'm I was actually decent at like a lot of things but I was like you know this is something that other people say is really hard and I'm like well that's doesn't seem so hard to me so I started deciding that yeah I'll do something tech related and always in the back of my mind I was like what the hell am I doing I I just want to make video games like (laughs) it's not complicated but it was complicated for me so 
I went to community college and took all the code courses which were available, which were not that many. And eventually I transferred to a more specialized technical institute. And, you know, same story in the back of my mind. I was like, you know, I can use all this for game development, but it was never something that I would actually tell people. Like, jump forward three years and I've, I'm about to finish getting this degree. And I'm like, well, I haven't done no internships. I should get something together. You know, the idea is solidifying in my mind that I need to start applying to game development studios if that's what I want to be doing. That's kind of what I should have done, but instead I kind of frittered away the last year, wrapped up a lot of my courses that I needed to wrap up, and there was one semester left and I had one elective, and I was like, I should do something with this. You know, I've other students do their personal projects and get their uh, some credit, so I was like, I'm gonna just go around, shop with teachers about who's gonna let me do this personal project of making some sort of game prototype. And at my school, there wasn't really any one teacher that was a game development guru or person that was really into it. So there was one guy that was into computer graphics, but I took one of his courses and we did not like each other. I was late for the final and it was a whole thing, but I uh, did have a really good experience with this uh, professor who taught object-oriented design, which I was like, you know, that's like related to game development. So that summer, my last summer, I basically convinced him to oversee me doing this game development project. And he agreed to it because he's like a cool dude. So for three months, I uh, basically procrastinated doing any work. And in the last two weeks, I cracked open a uh, Google uh, page and searched for what was a good game development engine for beginners but for but it was kind of awkward because I knew how to code like I was pretty much wrapping up an undergrad computer science degree and when you search like good game development program for beginners you get stuff where it's like no code needed so that's like not exactly what I was looking for so eventually I just settled on unity it was either unity or unreal engine but my teacher was like kind of being awkward he was this really big fan of uh, open source software and like that going to the future. Everything's going to be open source. And he really wanted me to choose or at least like emphasize some program, some game engine that was open source. So I did some sleuthing and it seemed like one of the best options, something that was like really popular in 2018 was Godot. And obviously I'd never heard of it. I'm not like in a game development, but I looked it up and there were a lot of blogs about how like useful it was for game development and you can make like real games with it. And there was a lot of things comparing it to Unity and like legitimate pros and cons. So uh, just to fit with what my uh, teacher wanted me to do with the project, I decided that I would go forward with Godot instead of Unity or Unreal. And uh, so yeah. I pretty much finished all of the tutorials that they had on their uh, document pages for Godot in like a day or two because they don't have too terribly many but I got like the general in my head around what the engine was trying to do. It has its own um, class system where instead of like a Java class it's object-oriented but it uses nodes 
and scenes, which are a similar concept, but they're more um, engineered towards game development. And you can attach different um, programming scripts to each one. So along with that, they have their own innate properties that you can alter. It's like uh, prefabs in Unity. It was a little tough getting my head around it since I'd never done anything like it. But, you know, I approached it like any other programming course in school. And once I knew the general basics of Godot, I set about deciding what my game project was actually going to be. I just went back to just these ideas that I had had for a strategy game for a pretty long time. So in high school, my best friend growing up, he had already got started going down that like programming path, but he wasn't really looking to become a game developer. But you know, me being the gigantic video game guy I've always been, I, uh, I convinced him to start developing this tile-based strategy game with me. And you know, it, he was the programmer and I was pretty much the designer and illustrator behind it. And we made some progress with it, but you know, we were just two idiots trying to do like this little idea and we basically lost interest pretty quickly. But I had developed like a fully fledged combat system and it was kind of more complicated than the one I'm using for Blur right now, but for the past eight to 10 years or whatever, it never really left my mind because I always thought it was like a novel combat system. It combines properties from Fire Emblem and Final Fantasy Tactics. And I really like this game's combat system, Stella Deus, which was a old PS2 game. And so I like wrapped all these combat mechanics together and try to make something out of it. So now we flash forward back to last July and I am figuring out the Godot game engine. I've completed all the the beginner tutorials on their website and I made a little arcade shooter and that was kind of fun but now I had to learn how to adapt that knowledge into making my own video game. And the first thing I did was I went back and found some of the old pixel art assets I'd made for the project from high school, which were not very high quality. And I, uh, I threw those together and I Googled like Godot tile map. And there's actually an extensive library of different nodes that you can use for Godot. So it was already, there were some tools that were already set up and I'm actually still using the tile map uh, node in Godot to set up the environments. So I mapped those really old assets from like 2009 or 10 to the tile map. And uh, so I built the environment. I used like a crummy sprite that I had made. And for the units, it was all the same sprite, all 10 of them. It was like a, the demo that I submit for my class had 10 units on it. And five of them were just like tinted red. And I Googled like, what is the process for taking player input and uh, I extrapolated that to, you know, try to make it into some sort of menu-based uh, system. So I figured out how to basically scroll through a single menu that had like four options. And that was the basic command menu. It just had options like wait, attack, and move for the demo I submit. Obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but the movement aspect of the uh, command menu was definitely the hardest part to program because like, the waiting was just a system of like switching control of one unit to the next and the attacking was like just like subtracting numbers from uh, HP bar 
by whatever parameter I chose to set. But the movement of a unit from one tile to another, you have to account for the player input of the arrow keys and then what's going to be the visual response for moving the uh, arrow keys and like what you're currently selecting and also extrapolating your movement range to exactly where you will allow the unit to move. And in the demo I submit, um, you're just, you're building a path and it, that looks like an arrow. Like if you've ever played Fire Emblem, there's like a blue arrow leading out of your character to wherever you've moved the uh, cursor to. So when I when you press the arrow key away from your character, it's it builds the arrow to wherever you have moved the uh, cursor. And once you reach the max range that your character can move, you just can't move it any further. So that doesn't account for a lot of use cases for like, what if you backtrack the arrow onto some place you've already been, some place you've already moved the arrow to. So it wasn't too responsive, but you know, it sort of worked. And so when I finished the demo, you could move these five units around and have them subtract their attack values from the other unit's HP. And there was like sort of an end state you could reach where there's only one unit left, but I didn't program any AI, so uh, it was ostensibly a two-player game where whenever a black and white unit popped up, one player would play, and then whenever one of the red-tinted units popped up, the other player would play. So it was not something that you could ever like put in a marketplace right, or sell or even show somebody and they would immediately understand what they were supposed to be doing. But my teacher thought it was good enough to like give me a passing grade and so yeah, at that point I thought I had been, I had wrapped up that project and I was finished with it. But yeah, of course that's not the end of the story. I'm still hard at work on my game day to day. And I'm, I have a couple other projects right now too. It's not just Bolero, but that's beside the point. Thank you for sticking around to the end and listening to me ramble about the genesis of my exciting project, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys next time, the next installment of, uh, well, there's no name for this thing yet. It's just the Bolero cast, I guess, because that's the name of the game. But I'll see you guys later. I'll try to make another episode soon. And I'm also going to try to get another blog post out pretty quickly, too. So you can read through that when it's up. 